0: Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleeves. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, you're back for another episode. Today, we're talking all about what people are really buying, and this is going to be a two-part, a two-part episode. So depending on which one you're listening to first, make sure you go and catch the other one (laughs) because this is a two-parter. And I often don't do this, but I thought with this one, I wanted to break it down into two distinct sections. So in this particular episode, we are talking all about what people are really buying. And then in the next episode or in the second part of this, depending on which part you're listening to, the other part, we're talking about Industries or niches that are more indestructible in terms of having longevity, in in terms of having some uh, long standing just interest and acceptance with what people are looking for, especially with some of the things that have recently changed, um, depending on the time that you're listening to this, around the Uh, pandemic, around COVID-19, it has certainly changed the way that we do business and that we will continue to do business moving forward. And as a result, there are some businesses, some industries that have just taken off like wildfire and will continue to do so as we move into this new economy and start to really adjust to what this means for all of us that are living our day-to-day and especially as business owners. So, dive in, my friend, you're going to want to grab your paper and your pen. This is a juicy one, and I want to make sure that we are going in right away. So let's talk about today. What are people actually buying? Because I know that sometimes it's hard to understand, especially when you see so many random things that are being sold and purchased, right? I'm sure There are things that you have bought right now over the last four weeks that you did not think that you would buy. If you have been paying attention to any of the Walmart shopping trends that they've been publishing week in and week out over the last little while, uh, I've been fascinated by them to see, you know, hair clippers have been selling out, hair dye, Uh, the toilet paper rush that initially started, it's starting to die down. But more importantly than the actual things that we're buying, because we're going to talk about that in the second part episode around the industry and the niches, is why? Why are people buying these things? And when I broke it down, there's 10 different categories that I have identified. Now, there's probably more. And if you have a suggestion, shoot them my way. Um, you can go ahead to, over to our podcast page. so The link will be down in the show notes. And you can use the little widget. And I think if you go to susanmcvey.com/ forward slash Ask, ask. You're going to be able to go ahead and leave me a voice message and let me know what you think people are really buying, right? As we kind of go through through this list together, if you have a different idea or suggestion, feel free to shoot them my way. So let's go through my top 10 list of the things that people are truly buying, and just like a la la David Letterman style, because I loved watching that show as a kid. Uh, we're going to end with the most important one at the very end. So you're going to have to listen to the very end to get the one that I think is going to mean the biggest bang for your buck at the end of the day. So let's talk about the first two, which are kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, and it really depends on what it is that you are selling. But I've broken them down because depending on if you're selling a, per, uh, a product versus a service, it's, it's going to be be described differently. So number one is results. What are the results that you provide to your people? We get results from everything that we purchase, even if it's the lowly tennis sock, okay? The whole purpose of the tennis sock is to keep our feet warm. It gives us a result. (laughs) So even for something as simple as a pen or a tennis sock, there is a result that we're expecting from the purchase. So what is the result that you provide? What is the result that your people want? What is it that they want to buy from you? Number two, on the flip side of this is the transformation. So typically we hear this more commonly defined when we are talking about services, especially more premium services or professional services is what's the transformation that you are actually promising your ideal customers and your prospects. If you can't describe this, it really doesn't matter what the price point is. Typically, the bigger the transformation, the bigger the result, the bigger the price point. But that doesn't always happen across the board. And I want us to think about for even something that is a product like a house, there are homes that you can sell those tiny homes that are just, you know, a few 10s of 1000s of dollars a little bit more than a car, really, and yet there's still multi-million dollar homes that are still in this economy, still being sold. Why is that? Does it give them a different transformation? Perhaps, Um, and that's really important for you to understand, especially if you are targeting more of the luxury or upscale market, Definitely for personalized services and, and consulting or uh, time and attention, um, it is something that you want to be able to communicate and understand that this is what people are buying. They are buying the transformation. They are buying the journey from A to Z. And they want to make sure that you understand what that transformation is that they find so desperately important. And as a result, if you nail, if you, if you really get this nailed, then they will be willing to say yes to you. So, number three are shortcuts. Shortcuts slash convenience, because who doesn't want a quick fix, especially nowadays? We all want instant gratification. We all want something now, sooner rather than later. And if you can give somebody the shortcut where I don't have to wait 10 years, 15 years, a decade, or more to be able to get the same results that you have been able to get for yourself, your clients, for any other business owner, then I want some of that too, right? We all want things faster, more easily. And if you are able to promise this to me, then that is something that I am willing to spend money on and I will be buying. And if you are in this space where you provide people with a shortcut, where you give them the convenience of knowing Here's the exact blueprint, the strategy that will take you from A to Z without having to take all these detours, then that is definitely something that you want to highlight in your marketing, in your sales promotions, and to be able to communicate that very effectively for your potential customers. Number four, people are buying expertise. They want people that have walked the road ahead of them. So regardless of, again, whether it's a product or a service, but in this particular case, it usually applies more to uh, services. But that being said, if you are selling a product that is a higher price, a higher ticket, it is considered maybe a luxury item or a, um, more than just a regular retail good, It's probably because there is some level of expertise that has been included or rolled into the creation of that product itself, right? There's some research, there's some scientific backing. So I'll share it with you a quick story about um, Vivian Liu, which is a shoe insole for higher end shoes typically, but they're for women who wear high heels. Ladies, if you uh, don't love high heels, you can feel me on this story because (laughs) you know that after a period of time, if that's not a shoe that you're used to wearing, it does all kinds of stuff to your back. It it hurts your feet, no matter how beautiful those shoes look, uh, most women are going to want to kick them off at some point. Now, the whole premise behind Vivian Lou and these special little silicone insoles is that they are made with a podiatrist, meaning that there is a level of expertise that has gone into doing the research, the creation, the backing of it. Um, such that it is scientifically proven to do certain things with your body to make the shoes more comfortable. And as a result, it is definitely more than the $5 that you would pay at the shoe store or the grocery store, because let's face it, you know, Dr. Scholl's, uh, love you to death, but these aren't your regular old Dr. Scholl insoles that you would be able to get. And, you know, does anybody remember you cut around the foam and, and lay them out? That is not what these are. They are, I think, twenty-five to forty dollars per pair of insoles. The reason why people still buy them is because they're buying expertise that comes with that particular product. So even for products, this is something that people are buying. They are able to value the expertise that is wrapped, rolled and wrapped into the services that you're uh, and the solutions that you have just created through the thing that you sell. So. Absolutely, if you are dealing with an expert type of business, you have to make sure that you understand what expertise do you have and how valuable is this to the customers and the consumers that you're here to serve because that is something that they are actively looking for and that they are willing to spend money on to buy. Number five, certainty. What does this mean? Certainty means that people are looking for some kind of uh, guarantee proof of concept, that this will work for me, that it has worked for other people. They want to know that instead of having to suffer and do trial and error over and over again on their own, that by hiring you, by working with you, by uh, purchasing your products, your services, your courses, your consulting, that they are going to get a tried and true proven system that they can just follow. It gives them that... Uh, level of certainty, that level of trust that you know what you're talking about, and as a result, they have a better chance of hitting that success rate that they so desperately want. Certainty is something that people are buying. Now, if you have inherently a higher level of risk with your product or service, it's something that you want to be mindful of because you can do some risk reversal around uh, guarantees, uh, money back, um, you know, things that are focused on how to get people the best result, and really being very targeted with who should be buying your products or services. So, while it's not Appropriate across the board for you to say, I guarantee everything 100%, and I don't recommend that. But what you want to be mindful of is, especially if you are in an area where certainty is rolled into your products and services. So, a great example of that would be anything in the fiduciary area, meaning if you are a lawyer, an accountant, um, finances, there is a certain level of certainty that has to be built in. In order for your clients to be able to trust you and because given the nature of the work that you do yourself certainty is part of what people are buying in all of those instances it's also a level of expertise as well so they tie together but I would say that if you miss certainty if you are a lawyer an accountant or a bookkeeper or someone who deals on the financial planning side like wealth management and money management insurance then You're going to get a lot of skepticism, you're going to get a lot of objections, and it's going to be harder for your people to buy. People are buying the fact that you provide them with that safety and security of knowing exactly what they're going to get is what they're going to get. So that's number five. Number six, accountability. So if you are teaching, if you are an expert, a coach, a consultant, a course creator, um, where you are providing people with a step-by-step plan of how to do certain things, and you know that they're not going to be able to move forward on their own, or it's going to be harder. So a perfect example of this would be a personal trainer. A personal trainer, often, yes, you're giving them the exercises and the diet plans and the meal um, count like the meal plans where you have to count the calories or or however you're you're doing it with the macros, right? But at the end of the day most of the time the reason why your clients are going to continue to work with you is not just the expertise but it's more importantly the accountability the fact that they're going to actually show up for their gym appointment with you that they're actually going to do the exercises and that that accountability is what people are buying and interested in, in purchasing because it allows them to see better results. And so if you are able to really capitalize on the fact that you hold people accountable, that is definitely something that folks are looking for. If you are doing anything around goal setting, goal planning, one of my clients I'll give a shout out to Lisa uh, who is part the, the founder of the Golden Girls uh, community and the podcast, go check her out. This is built into her system. Accountability is a big part of this because most people, once they have figured out how to set goals that are appropriate for themselves, it's not the sheer fact of not knowing how to achieve them. It's the fact that they fall off the rails. They need a little bit of accountability. They need the support. We're going to talk about uh, the next piece as we go through because it's built into hers part and parcel, the accountability. And the community and so if you provide accountability of any kind then it is something that you want to make sure that you continue to highlight because this is what people want to buy they are actually buying that still today and you want to make sure that that is something that's highlighted as part of your sales and marketing uh, communications number seven which I alluded to with that example with Lisa is community People are buying community. So I'll give you an example. And if you listened to the earlier episode on Peloton, uh, you know my kind of recent fascination with this brand that is taking the world by storm. I recently just realized they have a whole app And no, this is not an ad. I just love dissecting other businesses' sales strategies, especially really big businesses, because I think as small business owners, as entrepreneurs, we can take a lot of the best practices that they have researched, marketed, put some big dollars behind, and be able to implement and apply them for our small businesses for equal, if not better, success. And what they have been able to really tap into Beyond the exercise craze and all of that stuff, and we'll talk more about that in part two of this uh, particular series, is community, is community, because when you are exercising, it's all virtual, but they've created a sense of community, they've created a sense of belonging, they've created a sense of uh, familiarity with knowing what other people are doing, and there's some built-in gamification, which human beings by general nature we're competitive we we want to survive and that's where that instinct comes in from and so if you are a competitive person even if it's just in friendly competition and pushing yourself that drive and determination is built into the way that their platform is created and so more than anything though all of this stems around the fact that you're not doing all of this alone even with the app so what they've done brilliantly is taken parts of that and said hey We want you to be part of our family. If you don't have exercise equipment from Peloton, whether it's by choice or by design because you can't fit it into your uh, living space or it doesn't fit into your budget, we want you to still have the same experience and be able to come and join what this feels like. And they have an app, an app that allows you to be part of your community. And guess what? People are buying in droves. They are part of the Peloton experience because they want to be part of the community. And if you do this for your folks too, then I want you to know that that is something that people are still buying. They are buying access to other people who are like minded. They want to stay connected, even now, probably more than ever, to really feel like if we're talking the same language, I want to be able to bounce off ideas and challenge myself or be able to share best practices, and know what's working for you so that I can see if that works for me. So that is number seven. Number eight is execution. Now, I'm sure you're thinking, well, it's not the same as accountability. Well, yes and no. Execution is really about helping people not just be accountable to the plan but really execute on the plan such that you move forward and you get better results now with execution for me this is a matter of adjusting as you go along so this is a more active piece of, of coaching and accountability it's an added layer and so oftentimes they will go hand in hand right if you are offering accountability often you are doing it because you also want them to execute but not always Accountability can be automated. Accountability could be an email that goes out every single day or week to allow people to do a check-in and say, this is what I did, this is why I did it, this is where I fell short, and you don't even have to be actively involved with that. For me, execution is, there's more involvement, there's more hand-holding, there's more dissection of the strategy or the tactics to figure out where we've gone wrong and how we can tweak and adjust and be able to go back out and test. If you have a component where you do strategy, and now do execution people are paying for this they want help to execute so an example of this would be where you create a strategy plan or a map or provide a whole roadmap or a plan for here's how we're going to address this so maybe you've done an audit for a client and now you can either give it to them, and they do it on their own, or you also provide an added service where you are going to help them to execute. This could involve some training. It could involve some uh, consulting. It could involve some specific uh, deliverables in terms of done-for-you work. Those are the things that then is in the execution plan. That is a separate piece and is something that people find very, very valuable and something that people still buy. They are still buying things that will help them to execute because the plan is only as good as them being able to put it in place and to get the results. Number nine. Number nine. People are, what are they really buying? They're buying you. Now, the reason why I stuck this in here as we get closer to our, the biggest, the biggest the biggest reason, uh, according to me, <laughs> is because too often I see my experts, my clients really struggling because they don't believe that they are good enough or who am I to do this when there's so many other options out there. And especially if what you provide is for like it can be found for free, like Everything can be found for free, to be honest. If you ask the right questions of Google or Yahoo or wherever you're searching, there is no shortage of information. But what the difference maker is, is you, your story, your your examples, your experience, the the lens through which you see the world and you're going to be able to explain this to your folks. They want you. And so people will still buy from you because of you because of the way that you're interpreting these things for them. And because of all of the other eight reasons why, it creates a very unique vantage point. If, you know, we allowed Oprah and Deepak, as an example, with uh, their meditation center to take over the world, and they're the only source of mindfulness or meditation, it would be a very, very um, sad world. Not because I don't love Oprah and Deepak, but because it would be one color, one experience and one viewpoint, and instead, we have this multitude of different experiences that we have available to use instead. So I say this because it is really important that you understand that your viewpoint, your opinion, your stories, and your experience are valid, and they are needed. And more importantly, there's somebody out there who's looking for that and ready and willing to buy even right now more so right now because we feel so alone and bereft in terms of where do we go and how do we relate and how do we know this is going to work that if you can show the way, somebody is willing to work with you, my friend. So, drum roll, we're going to use number 10. Number 10 is what the heck are people really buying? At the end of the day, people are really buying feelings. And I know you're thinking, wait, what? We started with number one. Wasn't that the most important, the result or the transformation? Yes and no. People, especially for higher priced items, premium priced services and products, people are buying a feeling. A feeling of what that result or transformation gives to them. So what is the difference between buying a Tesla and a Ford? They're both cars. They both get you from point A to point B, but there is a difference in the way that that car makes you feel as the owner of that vehicle. Again, if we talk about, a, you know, a, a luxury home versus a tiny home, again, it, it. there's a difference in the way that it makes you feel. Now, one is not better than the other. They're just different. They're for different people. But at the end, if people don't feel a certain way, they're not going to take out their uh, credit cards. They're not going to pull money out of their wallet to say, I want that. And this is important to me. Now, how much of that feeling is important to them? Typically, the bigger the problem, the bigger the solution, the bigger the price point, but not always, right? And I want you to think for yourself, have you ever been so frustrated when you were talking to a client or a prospect and realizing they've said no to you? But then you see them spending that amount of money or more (laughs) doing something else, either hiring a different coach. But more often than not, when my clients come working with me and they complain about this exact thing, it's because people are now, they're going on a dream vacation or a family vacation. They have just purchased a car or they've decided to move across the country. Like what the heck? That is way more often than um, the investment that they have asked to work with them. So what gives? It's the feeling. There is an emotional pull that is being evoked with every single purchasing decision. And that's what I want you to really understand and tap into. People are still buying. What they are really buying is the way that they want to feel. They want to feel a certain way when they do business with us. They want their lives to be impacted in a certain way. They want their businesses to develop in a certain way. So whatever is the area of focus that you help people with, I want you today to remember this most important lesson. Go back and listen to all 10 and think about one or two of these that really fit for your market. But more importantly for everybody across the board is this one here, number 10. What is the feeling that your buyers are buying when they work with you, when they purchase your products, when they purchase your services? What do you want to evoke in them? And are you clearly communicating that? Because if you don't, now especially, but as we continue moving forward and people are are overwhelmed with the purchasing decisions that they have and the choices that they have and where they're going to spend their dollars, if you don't make them feel something, my friend, you are going to miss out, not only on the purchase, but on your clients and and really on an experience to be able to cultivate a long-standing relationship with those people that you're here to serve. So remember, this is a two-parter. Go back or Go, either go back or or wait for the next episode to drop depending on where you are in this process for this two-parter because the next one, we're talking all about industry and the niche of what is still working, especially right now as we evaluate some of these patterns and trends that's happening as a result of some of the changes that have evolved within a very short order. If you are looking for more help, accountability, and actually need to dig into what are your people really buying and why are they buying, I want to invite you to come and join me the next time the doors open for my special community, Sales Mastery Society, uh, when the doors open up next. You want to be on that wait list so that you know before anybody else when we do open up the doors. Go ahead and grab us over at www.SusanMcVay.com forward slash S as in Sam. Okay. Um, and we will hear more from me over in the next episode. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.